0: Entertainment.e. I love the way you say film.
1: Hello and welcome to the film show. I'm your host, Owen Ronane. With me, as always, is Dee Malumbi and Brian Lloyd. Uh, this, by the way, as always, is Entertainment.e's premiere movie podcast. Woo! so unenthusiastic from you two that's really disappointing i'm okay so this is our coronavirus special oh (laughs) shit yeah wait 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 let me go again live on air thank you for tuning in uh this is the film show and it's a dark time for movies Uh, i uh, mean but we're gonna talk about it (laughs) respectfully
2: i mean in all seriousness right and i and I, i i i say this in all seriousness Netflix must be just like fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> like, their stock must just be <laughs> blown through the roof. Yeah. Because like,
3: not I mean, just Netflix Surely other Oh well yeah
2: Amazon Prime and Disney as Plus as well. For definite Like I mean yeah. It would not surprise me In the slightest If Disney Plus
1: move up That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. How yeah. far away are we What's the date The release date March 24th I think it's twenty. There's ads all yeah, over the yeah. site I should know this Yeah, you know March you from- get a tenner off If you bl- oh, No sorry I'm not going to advertise. It's true though Shut <laughs> <laughs> <You don't know>. up <laughs> What? <Yeah>. No <laughs>
3: Well, they are um, not paying us. We can have ads <laughs> yeah. everywhere. If don't have an ad on this show, we're not doing it. we are not mentioning it. We kind of do. Unless that they want to get in touch. <laughs> we did. Oh, yeah, we totally um, did. But what's coming up on today's show,
1: Owen? <laughs> we have a good coronavirus special. <laughs> no, we have a, a, a straightforward show as well. We've got reviews for Calm with Horses, the new Barry Keane film. We've got The Hunt, which we teed up a lot. We've got Bloodshot or Blood's Hot. Uh, which I don't think anyone else in movie, Twitter or anywhere is (laughs) describing
3: it as that. I think it's, um, yeah, if you'd listened to a previous podcast of ours, it's because I was writing down Owen notes and I left a bit of a space between the S and H and he read it as, what's blood's hot?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I stand by that. Uh, And interview with Barry Keown and Neve Algar. Who are homegrown talents? They are very cool,
3: up-and-coming Irish actors. Yeah,
1: it was a good chat you got with them.
3: It was. It was. We had a lot. It's funny because it's a heavy enough movie, and we just ended up laughing so much uh, during the interview. But how uh, long ago did you chat? see it,
1: by the way? For before...
3: oh, maybe like oh, not that long. Like maybe a couple of weeks. Do you know? Yeah.
2: It's, it's weird, right? And not to. I, I I find it very odd. Like when you talk to certain actors about a really heavy film. They're very, they, they treat it really, really seriously. And they're really yeah. kind of a... But I find if it's A Ir- Gillen, I bet. <laughs> but no, but you're kind of on the right track because if it's Irish actors... <laughs> Just and it's a really, no, but if it's Irish actors and it's a really serious film, mm. they're like ripping the piss out of it the entire time they're doing the junka. And the example I would use for... I know you were saying with Neve Algar and Thing and it was, they were making fun. I remember when I interviewed uh, Tom von Lawler and the guy who's an extraordinary oh
1: Maze with uh, Barry
2: Ward Barry Ward yeah Interviewed the two of them for Maze And they were just ripping the piss out the entire time uh, Barry
1: Ward is
3: great crack He's so, so good crack I had um, Yeah I chatted to him for Jimmy's Hall Yes And he was very funny And again that's a fairly serious yeah. movie Yeah, yeah Brian yeah.
1: There's nothing funny about The
2: Troubles No there isn't There's nothing funny about The Troubles whatsoever But I will say And there's nothing an and, and you know what else
3: there's nothing <laughs> funny about? The coronavirus Oh Let's go into movie oh. news Movie
1: news like D said movie news I,
3: <laughs> I totally stole your bitch. I just wanted us to move on. And oh, stay on track.
1: That is uh the sign for movie news. Talk to me about the coronavirus. <laughs> well, we're fucked.
3: <laughs> I mean it's crazy cuz like, you know, we were just talking last week about yeah. no time to die be- uh, having its release delayed since then, the second major uh movie release was Peter Rabbit 2, which makes sense because think of the chill Sending
1: shockwaves and through the rabbit community. Exactly,
3: and <laughs> and the furry
2: community as well. You have to no, imagine stop. furries; stop. they will
1: be fine no. in isolation. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: it's um, a lock-in. But it's <laughs> I mean they, they live that life anyway. So But like. it's
3: looking like, and this is like literally just innocent. Brian just saw a tweet about it. It looks like a quiet place part two is also being, being yeah. Now. yeah, now
1: wait, let's give context. What time is this? We are filming this on a Thursday lunchtime. Yeah. yeah. This
2: is uh I, as I have been told, I, I this is unconfirmed. I'm gonna say this is unconfirmed. Uh it looks like a quiet place part two is the release has been pushed back. That was originally meant to be next week. It now appears as if that is the case. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that's happening, and this kind of applies to Mm. our Irish listeners, is the government has basically input, has basically discouraged people from... uh, Any indoor gathering over 100 people should be cancelled. Now, all cultural institutions have been ordered to close, and that includes... Uh, the Irish Film Institute has yeah. now shut its doors mm-hmm. and cancelled all just screenings in, yeah. just in. Uh, we've contacted uh, The Lighthouse. We've contacted Palace Cinemas. We contacted Stella. We contacted odeon
1: Presumably they can keep running, can they? Public?
3: Well, now, the thing is like, that's that's the thing. Like, you'd understand with the IFI because that is a cultural institution. And it's so funded I think by the Arts Council. It's I that. body kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. I would understand why they immediately would be like, you know what, this means shut doors kind of no Mm -hmm. negotiation but I suppose the thing about cinemas is that it is it's kind of relative if you think about it I don't know yeah well well, I've seen people kind of tweeting about this people are like kind of debating it they're like oh well what about for smaller cinemas and stuff like this you know Mm. so and I know that that's the thing yeah and I know that the likes of Omniplex and I think it was Stella yeah yeah both tweeted that they're um, initiating the kind of you know the one meter the one meter thing which is basically a seat apart so they're only filling every second seat. Now, some people are like, oh, that'll have their cinema sales. At this rate, they'd be happy for any cinema sales um, because, like, obviously the scare around this has become so kind of big. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Is
1: one seat enough to... Could you still see a theater getting fully impacted? See, oh, I don't. think
3: it depends on the cinema seats cuz you go to the likes of the Odeon and they're like big seats and oh. like the Stella I think as well like there's yeah, a there are proper bush leather yokes, But yeah. then you go to like some of the ones like I think like <laughs> I'm thinking of like say Odeon Stellorgan, where like the seats are on top of yeah. each other, you know. Yeah. Um, now Um yeah. the old Savoy as well. Or the old Savoy. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I
1: encourage my own kind of quarantine just by man spreading oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> or the like that I'm waiting on a friend coat.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Always oh, a classic. I, I have I'm really lucky because I have a waiting on a friend coat and handbag.
1: So oh, I'll get both so yeah. ruthless. It's very great. good. It's
3: great. We're very, going very to good. hell. See, this is the thing because and we've mentioned this before on the show, but in press screenings you are completely spoiled in that it's oh, yeah. like you and like maybe a dozen journalists and you all sit like far apart. Like if you know a journalist well and you arrive in at the same time, you might yeah. sit together. But even um, at that
2: though, even at that, I normally I still I will have at least A seat or two distance Yeah Even like If you're if, with a pal Yeah oh totally yeah. 100% Like whenever me and Dee Have ended up On a screening together Even though we know each other Very very well <laughs> yeah. And like put a seat between us Like I need my space Do you know
1: what Actually yeah. we've never talked about it On the podcast Is Three that, of us like, have never gone to a cinema tour? No not only that That still stands We've got mm. to go to a film yeah, What is together? that We
3: tried we try to do it with Star Wars I feel and it didn't work oh, out yeah. Oh it was your I birthday I missed it, it was like, Your yeah, birthday yeah. Yeah, That I was, was gonna I didn't want to spoil it It's stupid
1: but uh, I still, I haven't been to a press screening, although I must chase free screenings, seeing as I'm putting the time in. Why but not? they, I always picture that ye are all just glaring at each other wh- while watching the movie, going like, oh, there's that publication. Oh, no. You've got to ride it up, no, are, you, are co- you? No, you completely, Tripping people up completely as you leave.
3: ignore each other. And that's what's so nice. It's like a proper, unique Cinematic experience, yeah. you know, and yeah. and now I've become spoiled with it. And whenever, whenever I go to like public screenings, and if anyone starts to fucking whisper, I want to kill them. Do you with ever my feel bare hands. like
1: you don't get the full picture because you haven't seen it with a big crowd? I
2: I find I I think it depends. I
3: think like certain what, movies are better with a crowd. Yes, Comedies, exactly, for sure. right? Exactly. Yeah.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. But a comedy, you actually. Laughter is contagious. Laughter is absolutely contagious. Like and I, I tell you, I, I pity publicists who have to like watch a comedy with other critics because they're watching it and no one's laughing.
1: Yeah. But like
2: you might be laughing on the inside. There
3: have now, totally been movies where I'm just like laughing to myself. Oh yeah, yeah, totally.
2: There's been enough films where I've been like I've been like giggling away in the charge or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And not even like but you see, it's not like It's a kind of, like, there's nothing worse. I don't know how you feel about this, but Mm. do you not find it really fucking annoying when people are performatively laughing?
1: I know exactly what you mean do you know
2: mean. what I mean yeah. it's in that thing where they're like <laughs> I'm laughing at this and no one else is getting it I but I'm laughing I don't
3: pick that up in a, in, a, in a movie though I don't know I haven't it's bit an extra anyway. oomph I think
1: it's a bit yeah. of an
2: extra oomph it's a bit of a I'm having a great time and I want everyone to know that I'm having a great time at this <laughs> yeah. pretentious art a film. show of
1: dominance yeah. through your enjoyment <laughs> through of your the enjoyment
2: of this film and it's just like fuck you no one finds that funny what are you laughing at now I will say I have laughed there's, it, that it has happened to me where I've been watching a really shit film at a press screening and there's a terrible joke and I'll laugh and then I'll like, like <laughs> stop laughing at that I know I shouldn't be laughing at this and like there's been there was one I think it was like I can't remember now but it was some it was some film that, like, everyone hated. And I hated it as well, but they had one good joke and yeah, I couldn't stop myself. fair enough. <laughs> I was just like, oh, fuck, I gotta give it to it.
1: Like, Do you think somewhere entertainment.e is just getting scratched off a big list? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Tasteless. <laughs> How dare you? And so what? Do we have any other ramifications of the virus? That's miserable. Are Like, are you just going to go home and watch movies?
3: The next kind of big one that's, um, like, uh, so basically over the coming weeks... The two biggies were going to be A Quiet Place Part 2, which was next week. And in two weeks time, Mulan, which there still hasn't been any word on them moving it. But I mean, at this rate.
1: The reviews are out. No, 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 no. The kind of the Twitter. Yeah. uh, The initial
3: Twitter reaction. Now, it's embargoed until I think off the top of my head, it's the 20th. Third of March, I can't really remember. Even though I got an email about it, I can't remember. But um, to I've do seen it. I can't. Like, yeah. like I, well, I can do it because I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but we you know how about that. It's, it's. What do easier. you think about that? I I, hate I really. think it's easier to access your high register. I don't know. I heard that anyway, but you know, that's like why girls have a bigger singing range and stuff.
1: It's a good podcast. That's a good
3: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Mulan, and then actually, I remember. Brian being asked in our meeting today, and I don't know if you're actually going to do this, so I'm putting you a bit on the spot, wow. but you were quizzed about what do you oh, think yeah. the, long-term the long-term effects are going to be this. So well, do you want to give your two cents on that?
2: I will actually off the top of my head very, very quickly. I saw there was an article in the Irish Times earlier today. and I, was, I think it was an earnings call for Cineworld group. Mm. And they basically said, <clears throat> if the coronavirus continues on its path, mm. they are actually worried about... Uh, cash liquidity
1: and they might actually have to close down right yeah they're actually in that much trouble they're in that much trouble
2: as it stands of course
1: you're relying on the takings week to week kind of thing yeah exactly and flat savings
2: no but this is it like I mean like if and Cineworld have always been kind of like always on the edge like because I mean they were bought by UCI a couple of years ago so they're always a bit sort of like you know Teetering. it's a
3: huge cinema as well like yeah. what a must cost to run that place yeah exactly and yeah. like that's
2: and not only that as well like the imax cinema for example yeah. that falls yeah. within the 100 indoor gathering rules so like they won't be allowed to show oh, oh yeah they, my would, God. they definitely yeah. wouldn't be able
3: to open sorry the IMAX so wait
1: screen. most screens are fine but the imax one there would no. be considered extra large or
2: no quite the opposite i think there's a, a, a like There'd only be a few cinemas in Ireland that would be under one hundred seats,
1: oh, of course. Do you yeah. know what I mean. But can they cap those tickets at a hundred? Probably that's, that's
3: what I'm wondering. Yeah, you know, and the I'm thing sure is, like, by that. the time we're <laughs> it's funny because by the time this goes out, we might have an official answer. Yeah. That's the thing because the news is coming. I can in hear so our inner workings <laughs> mm. so I mean, like, by the time this goes out, Mulan's been cancelled. Yes, Cinemas cinema have closed down, down nationwide. We don't know, but um, this it'll won't be, be the film show anymore.
2: This will be the Netflix <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, but let's I mean... start talking <laughs> about Stranger Things but right I, now.
3: But I mean, I feel for them because you can see how hard and how much they're struggling to try to stay open, to try to, yeah. you know, um instigate measures that'll let them just generate that bit of money. Like you said, Brian, because they're struggling so much. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it makes me feel sad.
1: We do need to worry about smaller cinemas. Yeah. First, yeah. But it would also be a tragedy if Cineworld Dublin closed.
3: Even like for kind of like I'm thinking for like cinemas outside of Dublin. Yeah. You yeah. know? they'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, That's, like the Triscoll
2: Art Centre yeah. or like the Arclight or any of those, like any of
1: those ones down country, like mm-hmm. they're fucked. <laughs> oh my God. To change it up, could you guys recommend some I'm trapped inside because I'm meant to be working from home movies?
2: Contagion.
3: <laughs> Contagion, did you see that? It actually went up on the iTunes. I heard, yeah. Chart or something. I can't
1: wait to re-watch Contagion it's, this week. It's like...
3: I never saw it. I just feel like old zombie movies are kind of go to at this point. Yeah. You
1: yeah, know? Yeah, like Donald the Dead.
3: I'll rewatch the Resident Evil movies.
2: <laughs> yeah. You do that one way. You you do that
1: anyway. What are you talking about? You love those films, you They're weirdo. They're
3: great. They're great. They're just chewing gum for the
1: brain. I can, can see it. that. I do love Van Helsing as we've been over. Van
3: them. Helsing oh. is another, another yeah. great shout.
2: You, you, The two yous cannot give me shit For love and Independence Day Resurgence Alright I'm just going to put that out <laughs> I've there I've
3: told you I never gave you shit for that Thank you me me either. I actually I quite liked it. it
2: Okay good alright then <laughs> Good so we're all agreed Independence Day <laughs>
3: Resurgence Cole, is great Which yeah, is also brilliant. along the lines of You know end of the world and stuff Oh toll, yeah there total end of the world film Yeah.
1: Alright all we'll speculate into the future We're going to go into movie reviews Movie Reviews up first we got cam with horses d brian have you seen this as well no and do you know what because there's horses in the title you just thought that i'd go see it is yeah. that it yeah. fuck you
2: owen <laughs> fuck you
3: there are horses in it as well are there really? not just in the title oh that's cool because the whole idea is that his um son has oh god i hope i remember this right i think he's autism okay and he only feels calm when he's with horses so he like goes on horseback and the guy kind of leads him around on like a little rope and the kid is like calm then give us the
1: full synopsis there
3: yeah so it follows this boxer named arm short for armstrong um and he's he was a former boxer, ironically, actually. Um, I'm i I'm sure that's where the name comes from. Uh, he's played by Cosmo Jarvis. And um since retiring, he has now become the violent enforcer for the Devers family, of which uh, Barry Kogan's character, Dimpna, is a member, and they're kinda buddy buddy because they're around the same age and stuff. Dimpna. Um Dimpna or Dimpna? Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. I thought, it was, a girl's I thought name.
2: Dimpna was a girl's name. Yeah. yeah.
3: I don't know. That's the thing because I was talking to, again to producer Charlotte about this and she was like oh I also thought that was a girl's name so maybe that's maybe they're kind of doing that on purpose because the whole point is that he's kind of like the black sheep of the family and he's the disappointment and Arm's always the one who kind of has to step in where
1: Dimna isn't kind of rising up to the challenge and stuff he's playing that crazy Sean Harris role isn't he that Sean Harris plays in all his movies where he's like I'm a big Weird And I don't like this So He's I do He's not
3: quite as intense As Sean Harris Because Sean Harris Levels of intensity Are quite In league like, oh, yeah,
1: Give me one more <laughs> I don't care
4: what you do I just want you to go Get me off this planet
3: You guys can't do it Without baring your teeth Like really Harris
4: Harris always has to talk like this <laughs> I'm frowning <laughs> at you But I'm
2: really very happy
1: <laughs> um, anyway. I'm
2: really sorry Charlotte there Had um, to like talk I could see her like Working the, in the middle we in. She was like Ah oh, crap Now I'm gonna have to do Some engineering shit She's doing great work She's doing great. She is um,
3: so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cam with horses and then neve algar plays um arms like ex-girlfriend who he has this like five-year-old kid with so he's kind of torn between his loyalties of being like the enforcer for the stevers family and then like his own family mm. um and now his son um they've just found this new uh school for him in cork but it's very expensive so arm is like okay well i have to carry a kind of one last you know act in order to you know make the money for the kid and everything um but that act is it involves murder i bet <gasps> and he's never had to kill anyone before it's okay. only ever been roughing them up so it's kind of you know a question Ooh. of his morality and everything loyalties yes wow. exactly. this isn't loyalty it's servitude that's a quote from neve Algar's character ursula in the movie so ah. it's a biggie, yeah. I actually asked them in the upcoming interview. I asked them about that theme. Yeah, and they gave me kind of an interesting answer. Oh, teasing your own interview I'm teasing my minutes own interview. ahead of the interview.
1: Um, <laughs> the, so I did. Yeah.
3: I did really like this movie. Um, I thought it was interesting in that I thought it was kind of go gonna go down the action thriller kind of route and kind of had some kind of rise and fall gangster type of narrative to it, but it was actually like much more kind of family drama and stuff tighter or something yeah yeah and i mean the really strong scenes are the ones that are just two for us it's like cosmo jarvis with barry keoghan and that intensity in the relationship and the same with his um with arm's relationship with ursula that's really intense as well and there are some really kind of nice moments that he has with the kid as well um so that's where i felt the film was at its strongest um i felt that i would have loved it to go out with a bang but it went out more with a fizzle and i think that that's partly because and i mean we've talked about this so much before but in relation to irish movies the budgetary constraints yeah and i think that that's a big kind of shame that the writing often has to accommodate kind of that limited budget because Mm. i think that there was space in this movie to kind of Again, I don't want to give it away, but do something kind of a bit more dramatic than what PC or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Than what we ended up kind of being left with. Um, But still, a very good, very enjoyable film. I'd also say, like, probably guys would enjoy it a bit more. It's more of a guy movie. Well, like it
1: seems miserable and intense from oh it's the so just, grim yeah. it's very
3: grim and your man <laughs> um was it cosmo jarvis he's getting such good um reviews out of this he's really really good and all three of them
1: are I brilliant. Did, the accent completely threw me i had no idea he was british like, yeah yeah there you go um yeah very convincing mm-hmm. are all of do they get time to kind of his scenes and barry Keoghan scenes together are they Long and intense. Or
3: yeah, they... yeah. And actually, again, in my interview, uh, Barry Kogan kind of talks about how sometimes when he has these intense scenes with like his um, male colleagues, he ends up kind of looking at their lips oh. and that it looks kind of weird. And his director told him not to do that because it looks like he wants to kiss him. Hey. And I basically ended up by saying, well, that's going to sell the movie, if
1: anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to end up shifting them.
3: <laughs> do you want
1: to tee it up? I think I just did. Wow.
3: Listen to it now. So, Barry and you, congratulations on Cam with Horses. Thank, Thank you. you. You know, there are so many different kind of themes and issues going on in this movie. I'm sure you got that even from the script. I was wondering if there were one or two things in that script from the beginning that made you both say, yes, this is a project I want to be involved with.
0: I'd known about the, I'd read Young Skins, which this the story was based off of, it was a book of short stories by Colin Barrett um, And Colin was like, you know, up, up, up and coming writer in Ireland. And then Shaheen Baye, who cast it, when I heard her name attached and I heard Barry's name attached, and then I had known about the script, it was just like, kind of was like a no-brainer. And like Nick, I'd just seen about because I was, I was, I was on a train and I was, I was trying to load his short film that he'd done, and I, I only couldn't, it wouldn't load, and I could only watch two minutes of it, and I was like, this is gonna be really special. Yeah. Mm. Was it similar for yourself?
4: Back yeah, similar. Yeah, I seen I seen a thing, a short film, um, of Nick's called Dancing with in the Ashes, um, and he shot it for like dancing ashes yeah. He shot it for like you know four thousand, and I mean this was just like what he done with that. It was a, a you know a, a student movie as well. Um, I just couldn't believe it, like you know. And then I seen Plan B, the the rally car one with Richard Madden, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on.
3: And I love that we're seeing, you know, another brilliant, like, Irish movie. And I know you guys have been, you know, quite involved with the Irish film industry. Barry, you've been in several Irish movies. Neve, only recently you were in The Last Right. I was wondering what are your thoughts on kind of Irish cinema as it stands at the moment? What it's doing really well? What? Where do you think it could improve?
4: I mean, I think it's always improving. Um, you know, you've got great Irish filmmakers. You've got Lee, Lee Cronin there as well. He's brilliant. Um, you know, who's... Who's uh, done the horror genre very well, um, and
0: Lorcan Finnegan, and
4: Lorcan yeah. as well. Yeah, you've got like you know, you've got a lot of, lot of lads there.
0: It's just that you, you just you want to see you want to see more support in the sense where you know what I mean. In the sense of like trying to get more stuff made in Ireland, I suppose it's always trickier just with locations and weather. Mm-hmm. It's such a massive. Thing for Ireland, like like when we shot this, we were so lucky. That it was like five weeks where it was the sun Yeah, splitting. Oh, it was lovely. With the crew, like you've got some of the best crew in this country, mm-hmm. cinematographers, like Piers McGray who shot this. I've worked with Piers like three times, and like I think just the the talent and the way in which you know people are trained up. In Everyone's this hungry. Everyone's yeah.
4: like you know they're young as well, and and they, you know they they're just all on the same page. There's no. No egos, none of that. Um, no status, none of that. You know, everyone's just out to make a good film, especially with this one. Yeah. Like, I, I really love this shoot. It was really good.
3: It's amazing to see you guys doing so well nationally and internationally as well. I hope you don't mind, but I wanted to ask you briefly, Barry, about uh, being in The Eternals. Mm. I know you probably can't say much, but what can you legally tell us
4: about that film? Yeah, that was a great shoot. That was like five months of really good, uh, you know, I mean, being in a Marvel movie, it's like... <laughs> You know, you dream of that stuff, um, but definitely a new, a new kind of um, a new. You know, from the indies and, and stuff like that, it's uh, it's just a mega production. Um, but I mean, Chloe's air was one of the best. You know. So yeah, I went brilliant.
3: So it'll be something a bit different, maybe then? Oh more. yeah, it's
4: gonna be special. Oh yeah. Special. <laughs> i am like telling you that.
3: <laughs> and new you, for yourself. Um I read recently that you're gonna be in the next Guy Ritchie movie, I understand. Yeah. Um, Cash Truck. Uh, what well, we... it's
0: untitled Guy Ritchie oh. movie, I think is okay. Have Sorry, you that's that, yeah? I You did it,
4: yeah. You yeah. it just just before <sighs> I emailed him, he never emailed me back. You
0: know that? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I oh, tell him. That. him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I did though. <laughs> yeah. I I went to see uh Gentlemen. Uh, yeah, and I, I asked me, I just said, God, I'd love to, like, you know.
0: No, no, because this, we literally just finished this.
4: So he gave me his email, and I was the typical, hey, yeah, it's Barrio, I'm an actor, Irish actor, blah, blah, a huge man. Never email me, back. Wait,
0: wait and see, Barry. I'm telling you come back to that now. God. And you'd be like, I can't, I'm making another
3: silence. <laughs> I think you'll have
0: to use your connection
3: with me. We well, will get
0: you in there. It's like, at the end of the day, you you still put them the same <sighs> amounts of effort and research that you're putting into in your acting, it's just you've got 20 more cameras and you've got twice as much time to do it. And I suppose that's, uh, me on set, that's what I feel the difference is, but you're still doing exactly what you're gonna be doing if you did an independent, as opposed to a massive uh, high budget Disney film mm-hmm. so like you're kind of you're always taking
3: the same approach um kind of the same approach with. Absolutely. Irish, always. Always. And,
0: and, and we were talking about earlier about being grounded and i think that maybe just being irish and that idea that people are they do ground you in the fact that you know don't don't take yourself too seriously but do take the work seriously and um, just
3: returning to calm with horses, like one thing that really struck me about this film is that it's very straight, it's very serious. I'd imagine the um, kind of atmosphere on set was like quite tense. I was wondering how did the director create that sense of tension or was there like a
0: bit of relief or? It threw rocks at us, I don't know. No. <laughs>
4: you <laughs> fool, <Act better. laughs> <laughs> um No, I thought uh, the set was right again. Going back to earlier on, like the crew was one of the best crews mm. I've ever worked with, and you know the west of Ireland is just a lovely place. Yeah, um, Kilkee was amazing. To us in, in County beautiful. Clare, beautiful,
0: and we um, were the only people in the town. It was really weird, there wasn't a soul So around. weird. It was like everyone. Yeah, died there. no one like, cared if you were like there wasn't like you know we didn't have to shut down streets or anything. Literally, we didn't. So. We were very much left to our own devices. We felt like that was the town in which yeah. the film was set. But was, mine, me and Barry only have like a handful of scenes together, but most of my scenes were with Killian, yeah. who who plays Jack. And I think when you're working with kids, everyone changes on set. Everyone's trying to make it as fun and light as possible, despite the subject matter, especially, you know, Killian was four mm-hmm. when we shot it. And you want, especially for a child, I think everyone just feels very protective that it's an enjoyable experience. So no one is freaking out if something is 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 going wrong you know we're making films we're not saving lives
4: Mm -hmm. definitely
3: I think that um I mean I was really struck by and it's something that your character Ursula says actually talking about loyalty versus uh servitude I was wondering what each of your thoughts were on that kind of theme have you kind of seen it like you know in families or what are your general thoughts on it (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're going to have a think about that one. Uh I think what for Ursula is she's kind of per, you know she she gave birth to Jack and it was the idea that her loyalties completely moved over to being a mum and she had to leave behind the life that she would have led with, with Arm and you know even me as a person like loyalty and honesty is a major, is a major factor in you know People who i surround myself with so i think i think anyone can can ground themselves in that and the idea of it
4: yeah I, you know my character definitely isn't loyal i don't think um but yeah i'm i'm loyal you know everyone likes to say that they're loyal though as well no one's gonna go i'm not loyal <laughs> um but yeah i'm yeah i'm i'm far different to that he's uh, he's all for himself that 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 character um, and he'll he'll put anyone under the bus like so
0: when I when I watched it, yeah. uh, what Barry ca- like captured with with Cosmo's character is that there is that brotherhood. That's like, true. Yeah, he, he refers to Arm the whole way through as a brother because for for yeah, Dimna he but, doesn't have a brother in it. I know what you're saying, but this is what I gathered from. It. But there is a lot like because then, it, I don't know. I just felt like. Maybe it was just your on screen chemistry with yeah, well, Cosmo. electric.
4: almost looked like we wanted to keep him.
0: There's a lot of their moments. At some yeah. point, we had each other. It was like in the nightclub, and I'm I get that a lot, though, you know.
4: They're like, to like stop <laughs> look at, looking at his lips. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, that's this. something I do. I look at someone's lips when they talk. <laughs> so, you know. Well, you it's know what? what? I think that that's definitely going to get fuels
3: yeah. see <laughs> soon. So, well done again on the movie. Thank weekend, you. guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much Thanks. for chatting to me today.
1: I like that they said uh, in County Clare, just no one gave a shite. Yeah, <laughs> I know. that amazing? <laughs> so, like, yeah. Quite a typical.
2: Yeah. Is Clare like that? I don't know. I, don't, I, have, no, I have no identity
1: of... I dare I'm, say you could say it about most towns in Ireland. Yeah. Where? Does I don't let... know. I'd probably stop for a gawk. If someone was filming downtown scaries, which they should do more often. It's the only west-facing harbour on the east coast, therefore. (laughs) I was waiting for how long you'd actually get that. I was waiting how long you'd get that in. Go there, buy a pint, support the economy. Or I do, I do enjoy scaries. I enjoyed the windmills. Yeah. I enjoyed the windmills of scaries. Which of the two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said plural. Never mind. I uh, did the I blood said sh- hot. <laughs> It's their second oh review, yeah. More like blood shit. <laughs> hey,
2: or more like blood less. Oh, oh I, I said
3: miss shot. Hey, <laughs> you're
2: so delighted with yourselves. <laughs> it's terrible. It's fucking. Terrible. Now, I will say this. I think as I was watching this, I was like, I could totally see how they could make this good. It was weird. I was watching. I was like, I
3: feel like you said this with um, Hellboy last year. Yeah, yeah.
2: Weird. It was that kind so of within thing. The grasp, like it's the kind of thing of like there was a creative decision. There was a decision made. And it was it could have gone one or two ways. And they made the wrong one every single time. Wow. Oh, no. Do you, you know mean that that could,
1: like who they're targeting or the way they go about telling it? Or?
2: The way they go about telling it and the way that Vin Diesel plays the role. You know, Give us a of bit way.
1: of a background.
2: So, essentially, it's based on this uh, comic book series where this uh, U.S. Marine is killed in action. His wife is tortured and killed. But then this uh, tech- technology company called Rising Spirit Technologies, which is led by Guy Pierce, uses uh, nanites <clears throat> to bring him back to life. And the process wipes his memory, but his memory starts to come back to him little by little. Ooh. And then he realizes that his wife has been killed and he's got
4: to get out there and
2: get her. Um,
4: Elvin.
2: Yeah, and Elvin basically goes off and does a rampage and goes and kills people. And that's basically where the trailers leave it and that's where I'm going to leave the synopsis. Now, what I would say is... It might evolve a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for people, but then again... No, 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 no. Should I ruin? Really no, have... no, no, don't, don't. Don't We ruin got it. complaints before.
3: We did. <laughs> that's, yeah. just, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we reasonable. did get complaints. That's fair. <laughs> <I can't
1: laughs> don't go ruin. to the cinema to see this now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
3: well, yeah. That's kind of it, isn't it? Like, but uh... it's funny that it did um, because the two movies you're reviewing this week, Brian, they got in just before because Bloodshot and The Hunt literally came out yesterday. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, okay. Like... So it's not like they're brand new. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Maybe but, we'll do it after the credits. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, who <knows? laughs>
2: But um I oh know this is just terrible. This was just absolutely woeful. And like what's again what I'm saying is that it had the potential to be good. Like mm. you could have seen how they could have done something with this the way they did. Like it's the exact same thing as Upgrade. You know, the kind of Upgrade was the exact same way. It got. Upgrade
3: and Venom. This idea has been used so much. Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but where they were kind of doing this a little bit differently was that uh, Vin Diesel's character it was the whole memory aspect of it and they really kind of play with that a little bit oh enough. yeah a bit the of Memento the, vibes kind of thing Yeah. again see that's it I was watching it was like you could have done a Memento thing with this mm. you could have done
3: a Groundhog Day thing with this you could have done a Russian doll thing with this because they're definitely indicating that in the trailer because yeah. that's what we were talking about a few weeks ago when I accidentally called it Bloods Hot because um, <laughs> it looked like it had a lot of potential
2: yeah it did that's what I'm saying too. the whole time I was watching it, it was like they could have gone it, it, like it was just every wrong creative decision was made. They gave Vin Diesel way too much dialogue, and then you realize he's a terrible actor. And <laughs> he, he gargles, and he I'm sorry, yeah, I
1: know. I've so I'm rooting for him since Riddick, kind of thing, yeah, me too. And I'm like, sure I, everybody is. yeah, and I know, yeah, but like you kind of
2: have to then look at like you know, every franchise he's done outside of Fast and Furious and Guardians of the Galaxy, has fallen on its arse. Yeah. Like, the last Witch Hunter, they were trying to make that a thing. Triple died, X? Died on its arse. Triple X died on
1: its arse.
3: Oh, the Triple X sequel was wonderful. He's woeful. a bit of a poor
1: man's Mark Wahlberg, isn't he? Very, very much so. Very, very, very Although, much so. Although, if
3: you guys have seen Spencer Confidential, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is becoming a poor man's Mark Wahlberg. Oh!
2: <laughs> like, he just be so poor. bad. <laughs> I... I uh, saw a tweet the other day And I retweeted it And it was about basically The purge But 24 hours Journalists can tweet About
1: celebrities Who are terrible
3: Ooh that's an interesting one Oh no That's dangerous
1: It Why? is dangerous Because journalists Tend not to go after the No I mean We like, don't hold our punches
2: No but I mean Like it is that thing Of like you're kind of Like worried about You know Ramifications I'm gonna I'm gonna Strip the, off the I'm globe. gonna strip off I'm gonna take off the gloves A little bit I've interviewed Mark Wahlberg uh, Three times. Mm. He's been an asshole every single time I've interviewed no him. No way. Yeah. He is
1: quite an asshole. I've um, met him twice and he... I don't want to be libelous either. <laughs> no, I mean it's I'm not fine. being libelous. I
3: think Brian's not being libelous for you there. In fairness, yeah, He just straight up called him an axe
2: asshole. But like, I mean, that's my honestly held opinion. I can't. That can't that's not libelous. I mean, if I said something <laughs> that was incorrect about him, that was factually incorrect, then that's libel. That's yeah. not libel, though. Me calling him an asshole. I mean, I can call Donald Trump an asshole. He can't fucking sue me. That's libel. Come <laughs> fucking sue me, Trump. Come fucking <laughs> sue me. I live in... Uh, I'm not going to no, give no, my no, address. No, like I was giving you The it. company address. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: just leave it. <laughs> that's publicly available information. My, uh, I do
2: think we're going to
1: get hate mail.
3: I hope he fucking
1: calls. <laughs> I hope he sues. But yeah, I don't know, Vin. Oh yeah, so anyways, yeah, Bloodshot.
3: It's terrible. Who I'm, I've met, by the way. He's lovely. Oh, I believe that. He, is. Yeah. he very nice. Yeah,
1: and that's it. On the scale, no. there's like, yeah, there's like Batista yeah. and The Rock. And then there's... And, I, re- oh, and I remember um, at the end. I remember
3: as well, Brian and who used to work with us, um, Mike Sheridan, were kind of freaking me out before I went on the interview. You'll remember this because you sent me on an interview he did with this. I think she was Brazilian. Oh, is this the
2: one where she was flirting? Or oh, he my was gosh. He was flirting with her, oh, with her no. nonstop. Oh, that's but
3: then I watched it and then I did the interview and I was like, you know what? He's into blondes. So I had nothing to worry about.
1: Uh, you were safe. <laughs> yeah could have all gone in wearing a big huge
2: blonde wig like i just been like hello ah
3: uh, <laughs> uh, no i'd have to actually you wouldn't it. say that of a man That's
2: <laughs> true, I, i'd wear a blonde wig i would, love to show, I to would show, like go in with a big, with a big, big wig. fucking
3: dolly parton uh, you're, wig. you're always just looking for some excuse to dress up brian <laughs> it's true whether it's this olaf share yeah. you know
1: we do need to post that share photo i think i promised the viewers i yes, never did
2: this is true uh i'm okay with you not posting
3: nah.
1: that
2: <laughs> And I'll tell you why, because my fiance was said, "Please don't ever post that in public." Oh, that's fair. Or I'll leave you. <laughs> any of your
1: many cross, <laughs> any of my many
2: cross-dressing adventures. And do you know what? The thing of it is, I'm a straight man, but like I good idea. But like you know, I'm comfortable <laughs> enough in my sexuality that I have no problem dressing up like a lady. And, you like,
1: make a great lady as well. But like nobody see this no, is not, it. not ironically.
2: It's yeah, but like it's the thing of like I love how stupid it is that I'm clearly not. Like <laughs> anything at all. I'm just gonna like big, to be,
1: yeah, you were stony faced as chair as well. Yeah, it's that was like it. And were... like
2: I had like you had big huge like terrorist beard as well, like my big Ted Kaczynski beard.
3: Would you say that if you posted that picture that she would go and hunt you down?
1: Oh wow. nice. And that's a segue into the hunt. Do you believe in life after love? Uh D you, you're taking my thunder. <laughs>
3: You know what it is? It's because I'm so lame and my sense of humor is so pun based that I can come up with these connections like that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) She's
2: got got that shit locked down and Fucking ready to drop
3: it. Um so actually will you contextualise this because I find this hilarious Brian because even when the trailer came out and there was the whole negotiation about what it's saying about this kind of Trumpist America and it's like guys there have been so many movies like this made before it's not about Trump it's just your just the purge again or whatever exactly we have seen this story a lot but now the critics are taking that standpoint on it as well so feel let us know. okay now
1: (sighs) rewind a little for anyone who hasn't caught up on The Hunt. We've talked a lot about The Hunt. We did. Like, more than we should have. More than we should have. And I think more than it needed, to be honest. Anyways, so,
2: essentially what happened was, the trailer came out for The Hunt, God, I don't know, I going to say about three months ago. Um, that was
3: the newest one. I think there was one even... There might have been one yeah, maybe six months ago. Something like that. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. It was
2: a while ago, anyway. Anyways, long story short, uh, Fox News and the right-wing conservative media in the US got a hold of it and they basically went to town on it and they said that oh you know this is exactly what the hollywood elites want it's uh rich liberals yeah, we mar- want
1: that shit
2: <laughs> yeah but no rich liberals uh hunting down and killing Did you
1: yourself in the hollywood elite <laughs> Dee,
2: get a fucking grip you are no more a hollywood elite than
3: i am i'm joking you're probably slightly more so
2: anyways <laughs> <laughs> you have got that blue bag <laughs>
1: Flash at a party
2: What do you mean My blue take on Twitter (laughs) That I That I Always need to just like Oh oh, My my Twitter Yeah it's open On my
3: verified account (sighs) (sighs) Well I got run Tomatoes approved first So that's the main thing Go on (laughs) Brian
1: Wait If you have a blue badge And you tweet Abuse at celebrities Do they have to see it It comes
2: right up on first And let me tell you I've used that to my advantage Numerous times Give us one example Uh, Steve Martin blocked me (laughs)
3: He He's in Dublin I know
2: And I was gonna go And then I was like If I could go And like If I could get Like some face to face time With him an apology. So why I got blocked By him was Was that <laughs> I said this And to be honest I stand by it I said his last best film Was LA Story Oh yeah And I stand by that And people are gonna say Whoa what about Bowfinger I stand by it Oh no I thought Bowfinger was fine I thought Chubby Island. Rain No <laughs> Nothing you can like. I and I I saw there was a film he did called The Big Year with Luke Wilson, and it was cheaper lit.
1: by the dozen. What bad. <laughs> I like
3: cheaper by the dozen?
2: Now go on, you're Luke but, Wilson. So when it was yeah, it was this film with uh, Luke Wilson and uh my and uh, what's his face fucking Steve Martin, and it was terrible. And I remember I came out with the I came out with the press screen for it and I tweeted like a dumbass. Dot Steve Martin to go it was best film. Was La Story? He hasn't made a good one since, and he blocked me because. Oh, uh, and that's a fair cop. That's a fair cop. Why did
3: you at him? The number of times you've said "don't at me" and you atted him <laughs> that, like, fuck's <for laughs> sake.
1: And you want him to see your abuse. I want him. To you, know... you could
3: say he'll go and hunt you down <laughs> for that. Uh, are we ever? Gonna... <laughs> There's the. Okay, yeah. Of Have I stuff.
1: talked about this before? Steve Martin and Martin Short are in town. I thought we were going to get a Martin Short junket. I'm related to him.
2: I was really hoping we'd actually get to... You would get to meet him. I, th- I, was I didn't really, know he was RA in town. Yeah, I was really hoping you'd actually get to meet him, but that didn't happen, obviously. Um, so, okay, back to the hunt. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is essentially, you know, hard target. Uh, Battle Royale, the most dangerous game. It was a film out in the 30s. It's
3: Hunger, Hunger Games. did a curse, Brian.
1: Come on. <laughs>
3: Hunger oh, Games was the original. It's right. Definitely the
1: original, where a guy who is really good at decorating cakes is able to hide himself as a piece of rock for like ages, <laughs> and it still makes me so mad that she's like whatever, trapped in this massive forest arena that's like kilometers big, and then she's like, I need to find Peta, and then she steps on him, and then go Google the next shot. It's like she looks down. <laughs> And there's Little a, eyes open A rock it. covered in moss and, everything, and he like opens his eyes And it's like I used my makeup skills <laughs> Or whatever sorry go on
3: I can't even like take that name properly Because every time I hear it I think of Lois saying Peter <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter Griffin yeah, A couple of douchebags
2: <laughs> But um Yeah so it's nothing like that at all <laughs> There's no, not even close. Cake not even, makeup scene. No, there's no cake makeup scene. At the haunt, <laughs> let me tell you, not even close. Um, How but, do they disguise? But themselves? there are. There, <laughs> no,
1: to be fair, there are lots of arrows. There's arrows are used. You in could the haunt. tell from the trailer. There's a very like arrows are so hot right now. Yeah, right. It is. It is a thing. Like truth like, or hopping. dare
3: as well. They have a fucking oh, Cross, crossbow. Crossbow. Yeah. yeah.
2: Ours are so hot right now. Sorry, go on. Anyway, derailing this. Um, but yeah, no. So it's essentially what's going on here is is that a uh, bunch of people wake up in a clearing. Uh, they've got these gags on their mouth, and then they walk into the middle of the clearing and they find a load of weapons. And suddenly, they all start being—they're all being killed one by one. And they're initially not clear as to what's going on. Turns out that there was this internet conspiracy called Manorgate. And that all the people in the who have been selected for it are these, I guess you would say, right-wing personalities. Like one guy uh, is a podcast host. Another right. guy is this right-wing blogger.
1: Another guy and is... And it's the lefties are hunting them down.
2: It's basically rich, rich really rich liberal, liberal billionaires yeah. are hunting them down one by one as they go along. Now... Literally from the get go, you kind of know exactly what way this film is going to be because the opening scene—and I'm not giving this away—but you literally see a guy's eyeball being ripped out of his head. Like that's that's literally like in the first three minutes of the film. Like literally opening scene, guy's eyeball is is that like a Deadpool kind of vibe? Then I wouldn't even say. Well, yeah, Deadpool, like just cartoonish. Like it is cartoonish levels of violence, and it's the kind of thing of like there's no way you can take it seriously. Like, yeah. you just... It is so over the top. Like, there's a scene in it where they're waiting in their bunker after they've killed a load of, like, the deplorable, the the right-wing types. And one of the guys is like, oh, my God, Ava DuVernay, just like one of my tweets. And it's like... <laughs> uh, okay. It's total, like... It, basically, the whole concept of it is is that there are terrible people on both sides. Right,
3: like, yeah. Not I, Ava DuVernay, though. She is fabulous.
2: yeah. Anyways, no, Ava DuVernay is, I bit of a Clinton Democrat and I don't appreciate that uh, okay yeah okay mm-hmm. like you think she would have had a bit of solidarity with Bernie Sanders Bernie 2020 Looks anyway's like Biden's going to take it though Brian I don't agree with that and I'll tell you why Bernie's still got a path okay just because he didn't win in Super Tuesday doesn't mean that he doesn't have a path and not only that as well I appreciate the fact that Bernie is staying in the race to make sure that Biden stays honest I think I'm that sorry.
3: I think that Brian just relates to a fellow old man but anyway hey <laughs>
2: Well, it's true. I actually do actually. And uh, do you
3: think that maybe Ava DuVernay related to a fellow woman? Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, just putting it at its most <laughs> yeah. most Basic. common denominator. Common denominator. Area. But no. you ended up giving the hunt four stars. It's
2: actually cracking. you are uh, what <laughs> I did. No, I tell you, I was like fully prepared to be like, this is going to be just crap. Um, I loved it. I actually thought it was re- it was it's really funny. Like it sounds it's, like fun. It's that's exactly yeah. it. It is. Fun. I was enjoying it. Class. I loved how funny it was. I loved how ridiculous it was. I loved the fact that nobody was spared. Like it wasn't <laughs> just this. It... I'm
3: careful now with spoilers. No, but I mean it's not that thing. Do you of... mean
1: slaggings or murder? Well, all of it. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. All of yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> like it is that thing
2: of like there are no kind of like no no one is spared the rod, essentially. It mm. It's, it's not, just, not a
1: biased film, do you think? Right.
2: Not in the slightest. Like. And it even kind of points to the fact that there was this
3: controversy
2: surrounding it you know that kind of
3: way
1: that's and, what I'm interested in do you think they got a serious re-edit after the like flashback? it kind of
3: leans into it or something possibly yeah. possibly
2: it's hard to know I don't think so though I don't think so I think they might have redone a few lines or something
1: but we'll never <sighs> know it's been... I
2: will never know but I mean to be honest with you I don't, I don't really think so I think the kind of the core concept was there already I mean Damon Lindelof he did an interview I think with EW mm. and he essentially said that oh no I wrote this before for Watchmen I came to this right after I completed work on uh, I think it was The Leftovers I didn't know it was Lindelof yeah Damon Lindelof yeah and Nick Hughes well maybe
1: it's (laughs) alright I know that's what I'm saying Damon
2: Lindelof and Nick Hughes these are two lads who worked on Watchmen Mm -hmm. and if you haven't watched Watchmen fucking get on it one of the best TV shows of last year Um, Irish cinematographer as well Darren Tiernan Um, but yeah no like it's really really well done Like the action is very very well directed Especially when you look at, like, Bloodshot, that's how not to do it. Mm-hmm. The Hunt is how to do it. It's got that real crunch. Like, you can yeah. really see that they, they've they really thought about how to make the action drive the story. Just um, the blocking of it and stuff? for Just the... the blocking. The fact that Betty Gilpin is hurling herself around the screen. Hilary Swank, as well, built like a fucking tank. She's a legend. She's a fucking legend. She's awesome. She is fantastic. Um... Dennis, uh, Glenn Harriton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is basically playing him. He's playing Dennis Class. in it. And he's that's just, all anybody wants. That's all he has. Whenever you see him, it's like, I want you to be Dennis. Please be Dennis. <laughs> and in this, he is absolutely Dennis. Like, it's just...
1: Is he a hunter or hunty? He's a hunter.
2: He's a hunter. He's one of like the li- the rich liberals who's uh, hunting the other guys. Ike Barinholtz, uh plays a white nationalist and like, it's, it's just like, it's so ridiculous. Ike Barinholtz, that is the most Jewish name you can think of and he's literally playing a white nationalist like it's so (laughs) hilarious Amy Madigan is in it Amy Madigan who uh, is married to Ed Harris and actually refused to stand when Elia Kazan uh, got his Oscar Ilya Kazan was the guy who actually participated in the Hollywood Blacklist and, yeah. yeah, and yeah. when he got his Oscar she like s- made she a point that, of sitting yeah. down so I'll tell you how that's
1: like, really yeah so like and hardcore she's,
2: socialist yeah and, that, and that's what I'm saying like and she's playing one of these rich liberal elites kind of thing like and she's mm. just totally ripping the piss out of herself like so there is that sense that everyone involved in this understands the satire of it and is fully prepared to rip the piss out of themselves rip the piss out of all of it and no one is left untouched like mm-hmm. um, but it's really really good like I was fully expecting to write this off as just being kind of like a little bit anemic and maybe kind of like being a bit opportunistic mm-hmm. as well yeah. and sort of like just oh you're just throwing anything together basic basic <laughs> yeah basic not that at all not that at all I really really enjoyed it great Fair crack enough.
3: who
1: would you recommend it for?
3: Everybody I think I think everyone you really sold it to me I'd be really keen to yeah, see it It reminds I'd me a lot it. as well of um, and I don't know if you guys remember me reviewing it because it was definitely in the last year and I actually called it Truth or Dare there but it's actually Ready or Not oh, It's yes. a different OR Sorry I named it the wrong yes. thing newlywed Truth or Dare is also <laughs> Another one It's another one It's yeah. a Blumhouse but it's very mediocre No Ready great. or Not is the one to look up It's very good It's very fun. And I I think it has a few things in common with that. But The Hunt might even take it a step further in terms of the themes that I really enjoyed in Ready or Not. Because that's also satire, but it's more about the rich-poor divide more specifically. You know what I
2: mean? I mean, what I would say about The Hunt is is that it's about as subtle as a fart in a bathtub. There's (laughs) nothing in this that you could, like, it's not sparing it at all. It is really
1: going right down the line did you take up. away that we all need to work together a bit more no
2: I mean I think the, what it, the, the message I'd I love that,
3: that to be the final message see that's kind With of
2: arrows. it <laughs> but that's kind of it like that's I think this is the point of it is that like it is not the point of any piece of art or entertainment to answer that question mm it is the point of art and entertainment to entertain and to make people think. It doesn't, yeah. have, it doesn't have to give you that answer. Just hold a bit of a mirror up, maybe. It can, it can hold a mirror bit of them up. It can lampoon the society that it exists in. It can satirize it. It can examine it. It can do whatever. But it doesn't have to give you an answer. Like yeah. It's not, that's, I think, a problem in a lot of the american reviews i've read is that they're expecting this film to answer questions and it's not you just can't expect that now maybe that's just americans in general expect closure closure in a film and expect it to be sort of not as confrontational which is why i think you know european critics seem to love the hunt more Mm. so than the american okay i think that's kind of i get that like because i think and maybe this is just me point painting with a large brush or whatever, but I find Americans don't have a good sense of humor about themselves generally.
3: Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, it's funny what you were saying about um just the different approaches, because, I mean, that goes back to really the, the nature of Hollywood cinema versus European cinema, because yeah. European cinema, like all through the years has always been more open-ended. They don't feel the need to kind Conclude. of provide a, con- yeah, a conclusion. Whereas Hollywood, you have your beginning, middle and end. You have your crisis and you have your, um, whatchamacallit, resolution. And, and it has hero. to be that way. Yeah. And your hero goes through a journey and he achieves what he set out to do. You know, so it's mm. interesting that it kind of taps into that kind of conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: I, I I will say that like, I'm, you know, you can. You don't have to go in and watch this film with a fucking degree in semiotics. Like, yeah, it's not like yeah. that. Like, you can just go in and watch this, and it's a completely straightforward action film. There's yeah. nothing to it. Or you can watch it with this all this context and commentary and social yeah. political mm-hmm. structures. Like Parasite, exactly a bit like, Parasite.
3: like
1: Parasite. Yeah, very very similar to Parasite. Parasite is going to get a enough <laughs> <shina fina laughs> for
3: There's no reason. Irish about go, about on, go on, Ireland.
1: Come
4: on,
3: Ireland. Except wasn't it um, recently it became Lighthouse's like biggest
1: I, that's, um, I that is um It yeah surprising.
2: favourite Yeah
1: The Lighthouse
2: Yeah they said Parasite was their most watched film ever
1: More than Call Me By Your Name I thought so
2: too I thought Call Me By Your Name had that Apparently not It was the favourite was the most watched film in Lighthouse Cinema and now apparently it's Parasite Wow and Good, good. good. Yeah. Everybody got yeah. to it like yeah. yeah Wow
1: That's all thanks to us Definitely. I'm taking credit for that. It's a good <laughs> podcast. All right, there you have it. There was three legit reviews. Um next week. <laughs>
3: hangs in the balance um we, yeah. yeah we might not have a podcast next week we could report um,
1: from our various bunkers i don't know about you guys we'll
3: give it a go but um will i will i tee up okay so i'm teeing up my own interview again <laughs> but i'm really <laughs> really excited about this one because it's actually an irish exclusive so i got to chat on the phone with rosamund pike who is obviously like amazing star of gone girl Shaun of the dead um that was one of the things wait, wait, i whoa, actually whoa, back asked up.
1: she was in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, wasn't she? I thought she was. Is she the love interest? No, she looks a lot like her.
3: Oh, no, not Sean of the Dead. It's, um, oh, it's another one with Simon Pegg, isn't it?
1: You're thinking of Peter in The Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> See, you weren't thinking about it. Now you're thinking about now it. Now it's all in your head. And again, head. we're going to, I'm going to encourage, we're going to tweet out a picture. Of yes, a picture I am going t- to you know, I'm going to tweet that scene. Disguised does that rock. Yeah. And it's, I... Comment below if you think it's It's diabolical. Leave a review. Leave an Apple review just about The Hunger Games. Um, I can't
2: believe
3: it. Oh, I was way off. Hector and the Search for Happiness. That's a terrible film. Yeah, but my point was like that she's done like kind of a range of like genres at this point. She's done like the villain, like with Gone Girls, obviously, kind of her most kind of famous role at this point. She's done the period drama, you know, one of her earliest films was Pride and Prejudice, obviously, Kara Knightley. So she's done like a huge range of um, stuff at this point. Um, But her latest film is Radioactive, in which she plays uh, Marie Curie. So obviously, like a huge, big kind of role to take on. She stars opposite an actor that we love on this show actually Sam Riley he Ah! plays um, Pierre Curie so uh, she chatted a bit about working opposite Sam Riley and him being amazing because obviously he's amazing as well so it's just uh, yeah it's a good one so what we might do is put that out as an alternative to a uh, podcast because I think (laughs) it's about a 10 minute chat um, just because we basically don't know if we'll be in the office (laughs) next week and if we'll be I don't know if we'll be allowed to even see each other we have to self isolate guys
1: (laughs) can we at least all watch the same movie at home
3: we could do that yeah
1: let's make it the Hunger Games (laughs) (laughs) deal it's on by the way before we sign off Tom Hanks has coronavirus what the fuck oh my that's mad yeah yeah I'm sure that list will grow to all celebs maybe who's gonna be next Pierce Brosnan I think Naomi Campbell Oh no. <laughs> uh,
2: where did that come from? There was a picture of her getting on a flight in a big hazmat suit. Oh. I'd be like, of course. Like I've just I would love it if Naomi go- No, that's terrible. I Do you know
1: this is probably the most worn out joke ever, but I read it today. Tom Hanks's wife, Rita Wilson, he's now gonna be trapped with Wilson. With Wilson. Wilson! I'm sorry, <laughs> Wilson! Why would he need to shout at her? Uh, Yeah, so we'll look forward to that. (laughs) So do like and subscribe The Film Show and follow us on Twitter for some PETA-based nonsense at The Film Show and we'll talk to you if we survive this
0: coming apocalypse. Hell is overflowing and Satan is sending his dead to us.
1: Why? Because you have sex out of wedlock you kill unborn children you have men on man relations same sex
0: marriage how do you think your God will judge you
1: well friends
0: now When there is no
3: more room in hell,
1: the dead will walk the earth.